Good evening. Welcome. We're glad to have you with us for our special Christmas Eve service. We're particularly grateful to have our friends from Orland Park here with us. And if you're part of the Christ Community Group here, would you just give them a round of applause, showing your appreciation for their being here tonight. And we welcome you as well on this very, very special occasion, December 24th, a date on the calendar that we mark as the birth of Jesus. But anybody who really knows their history pretty well uh, likely understands that uh, it probably wasn't this exact date. And certainly the uh, snow that we uh, tend to talk about uh, probably wasn't uh, existing at the time at that birth of Jesus either. But hey, we do Christmas and we enjoy it and uh, we want you to enjoy it uh, tonight as well. So please join me in prayer. And with that Heavenly Father, I ask you tonight that you would refresh our souls with what did transpire on the real Christmas. The angel that would come and tell the shepherds the good news and the heavenly host that would appear as well and would instruct them to go to Bethlehem and see this Christ child. What a stunning thing it must have been to appear out of nowhere, these heavenly beings, with a message to shepherds. But they listened and they went and they saw and they worshiped. And while it was months later, we also know that the wise men came, whatever those back, or the background of those men were, but they came following a star with an understanding that there was a king to be born. And they came and they knelt and they worshiped and they brought gifts, gifts fitting for a king but also fitting for a king who would one day yield up his life only to take it up again for the sins of mankind. What a remarkable event. It all started at that first Christmas. And while we don't have a lot of details about the full lives of Mary and Joseph, we really don't need them. We only need to know that they were listening to you and they followed your word. They listened to the angel and they took it seriously. And so, Father, we ask tonight that the same would happen to us, that we would be captivated by the miracle of a virgin who willingly followed you and delivered a child that would save the world. And we are the benefactors of that. We celebrate that again tonight. And again, we worship you. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen.
please rise and stand. Sing together with us. Come behold the wondrous mystery. be lighting our final Advent candle. Today, we light the Christ candle. As soon as the lighter continues to work. There we go. Very good. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. 
and she gave birth to her firstborn, and he was a son. She wrapped him in swaddling cloths, laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. stars are brightly shining it is the night of our dear Savior's birth long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth
Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7, which is a prophecy that was fulfilled at Christmas. And um, man, I'm really thankful to be able to spend time considering these powerful words with you this evening. So this is Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. 
Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You've multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of His government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over His kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Would you bow your heads with me and pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for these prophetic words that tell us about Jesus, that tell us about the King that is going to come to reign. We thank you that at Christmas we get to celebrate Jesus and the peace that he brings to everyone who is willing to subject themselves to him and follow him in obedience and in love, follow him as one of his disciples. We pray that as we hear this section of Scripture uh, opened up for us, that we would rejoice in who Jesus is and in the peace that he brings. And we pray that as we celebrate Christmas tomorrow, our attention would be on the Lord Jesus, and we pray that we would be people who follow Jesus in every part of our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm always amazed when I read the Old Testament prophecies of the Lord Jesus. I'm always amazed by how specific those prophecies are. As a part of the prophecy that we just read, it's actually a prophecy that runs through a few different chapters of the prophet Isaiah. It begins uh, earlier on in Isaiah chapter 7. Part of this prophecy is, Behold, a virgin will conceive, and they will call his name Emmanuel. They talk Isaiah prophesied hundreds of years before Jesus would be born about the fact that a virgin would conceive, give birth to a son, that son's name would be Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Isaiah continues on and references a son, again, it's here in Isaiah chapter 9. That son who will be called Emmanuel, God with us, is described in more detail here in Isaiah chapter 9. More beautiful information is given to us about this son who will be born, the one who will be called God with us. This child will be a great light. Verse 2 says that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. On them who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. That light that's spoken of is confirmed in John chapter 1 as Jesus. In John chapter 1, we're told in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and in Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus is described as the true light that's going to be coming into the world. Here, in Isaiah chapter 9, we're told that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who have dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone, and that light is Jesus, the true light that gives light to everyone. That means for you is that if you are in darkness tonight, the only one who can illuminate it is the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're in the darkness of sorrow, the light that can pierce that sorrow is the Comforter, Christ Jesus. If you're trapped in the darkness of sin, the one who can pull you out from the muck and mire of that sin is the light, Christ Jesus, that dawns at Christmas. If you're in the midst of the darkness of conflict or discord, it's the light of Christ Jesus that can illuminate and make bright what has been dark. Christ Jesus is the light. 
that Isaiah chapter 9 speaks of. A little bit later on in the service tonight, we're going to light candles. Um, it's one of my favorite traditions within the church year is the Christmas Eve service when we light candles together. The reason is I, I love the symbolism of it because what will take place is after we sing uh, a hymn, I'm going to take the Christ candle. We're going to have three candles lit from that and from there, we're going to spread that throughout the sanctuary. And as we hold onto that light, you might have a, uh, a battery-powered light also which participates in all of this. This is all good. But all of it is to illustrate the fact that we bear the light of Christ Jesus. Each one of us that trusts in Jesus is able to be a light bearer, testifying to Christ Jesus. It's why it's one of my favorite traditions when we light these candles on Christmas, speaking of the fact that Christ Jesus is the light and we receive the light. And we worship God as bearers of the light. It's so cool. Christ Jesus is the light spoken of here. That light is Jesus, the light that gives light to everyone. Another truth is given to us here that this one that is born is going to be of the house and line of David. Verse 7 says that on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. This one, this baby that's going to be born and called God with us, this one that's going to be the light, will rule on the throne of his father David. He's going to be the king. It's Jesus, the one who rules and reigns. Jesus was from the line of David. Luke chapter 2 verses 4 and 5 tell us this. They tell us, and Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. That child that she was pregnant with was the descendant of David prophesied here, that light which would shine in the darkness. And the fact that he was a descendant of David meant that he was of a royal line. And that's picked up. Because Isaiah chapter 9 says that the government is going to be on his shoulder. The child will shoulder the entire government. He's going to be king of a new kingdom, a new kind of kingdom. Now, a task like that sounds like too much for the strongest of adults, but yet it's going to be accomplished by this child, the one to us who will be born. The government is going to be on his shoulder. He's going to rule and reign a new kind of kingdom for all of those who are willing to be his subjects. And then, there are some titles that are given to him in Isaiah chapter 9. First, Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful Counselor. One commentator notes that Christ's position as our Wonderful Counselor means that we can trust him to listen to our problems and guide us in the right direction. We can be sure that he's listening because he told us to pray to him about our worries. We can be certain he has our best interests at heart because he loves us and his love is so wide and deep and wonderful that we cannot fully understand it. Wonderful counselor. And then mighty God, Christ Jesus, even as a helpless infant, was mighty God, able to uphold the entire universe even while he laid crying in the manger. He's up, able to uphold you too. He's able to hold on to you. He's able to never let you go because he's mighty and because he's God. Mighty God. And then everlasting father. Now this is the first one that's a little confusing. Now we're told about this child that's born. Now how is the child a father all of a sudden? Everlasting father? But this is also true of the Lord Jesus. In John chapter 10, verse 30, Jesus Christ, the Son, says, I and the Father are one. Jesus expresses some of the mystery of the Trinity. The Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, yet there are not three gods, there is one God. The three are one, and yet there are also three. The fact that Isaiah chapter 9 tells us that the Son is the Father might seem a little bit confusing, but it actually invites you into the mystery and the beauty of the Christian world. We worship, we worship Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God in three persons. Jesus Christ, true man, is also mighty God. Jesus Christ, the Son, also will be called everlasting Father. And lastly, Lastly, Prince of Peace. 
Now, as Isaiah is giving this prophecy under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it's important that we not miss the fact that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Because it's that word that's repeated. Prince of Peace. And then in the verse following of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. We shouldn't hear the prophecy in Isaiah chapter 9 and forget about the peace that Christ brings. It's that peace that should stick with us as we read this. Prince of Peace. And frankly, this is also unexpected. Maybe not as unexpected as Everlasting Father, but the fact that Jesus is mighty God and also Prince of Peace is an unlikely combination. Throughout most of human history, if you had a mighty king, if you had a mighty ruler, that was often not wed to being a, a ruler who excelled at peace. Often, if you were the mightiest, it meant that you were going to extend your government through brutal conquest. I mean, that's sort of been the history of the world. Brutal conquest whenever there is a truly mighty ruler. But that's not the case for our mighty God. Because the mighty God is also a prince of peace, and the way that his government increases is not through conflict or warfare, but through peace. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of His government and of peace, there will be no end. Jesus is the Prince of Peace who increases the boundaries of His territory through peace, not conflict or struggle or war. Isaiah chapter 9 tells us that as Jesus is born, he's born to be a king, a king who brings peace. And I'm here to tell you tonight that you need this peace. I'm here to tell you tonight that I need this peace. In a world that is never silent, you and I need peace. In a world of conflict and political conflict that seems to never end. You and I need peace. In a world of perpetual war, you and I need peace. In a world where our own lives are often so disquieted or filled with strife, you need peace. I need peace. And I'm here to tell you that on Christmas was born a prince of peace who came to expand a new kind of kingdom, a new kind of government that expanded through peace. And since you need peace and I need peace, that tells us that we need Jesus, that we need the Prince of Peace. Because peace comes to all of those who are willing to be subjects of this mighty God, this Prince of Peace. This peace comes to everyone who is willing to fall on their knees and hear the angel voices telling us about a new kind of king and a new kind of kingdom. You need peace. And I'm here to tell you that there's only one who brings it, and that is Christ Jesus. And so worship Him. Follow Him. Obey Him. And as Christians, we get to celebrate the peace that Christ brings, the birth of the Prince of Peace, and live in it tonight and tomorrow as we celebrate His birth, and live in it always because we belong to Him who brings peace and whose kingdom is ever-expanding from peace to peace to peace. Fall on your knees and worship. the wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this incredible prophecy from Isaiah, many, many generations before the birth of the Lord Jesus, telling us that Jesus would be the light that shines in the darkness that the darkness cannot overcome, telling us that Jesus would come from the house and line of David, telling us 
that Jesus would be born to a virgin and called God with us, telling us that he would be the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Lord, we need your peace. And so let us trust in Christ. Receive him as our Savior, as our Lord and God. Receive his death on the cross and his powerful resurrection from the grave as all we need. Let us become subjects of the Prince of Peace and know this new kind of kingdom. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. David's throne. So come, let us adore him. Let's stand and lift up our voices.
save the Lamb of God. We sing your In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. Please say aloud with me. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. In just a moment, I'm going to have uh, my candle lighters come on forward, and they're going to light their candle from the Christ candle, and then we're going to go throughout the whole sanctuary and light everyone's candles, uh, and we'll all be able to sing our last two songs together with our candles lit. Um, one just practical uh, bit. When your candle is being lit, um, after it's lit, just please keep it up and down or else we're going to have a lot of wax to clean up. If you, uh, if you have a candle that's unlit, you can take your candle and put it sideways to the person who has a lit candle, who continues to hold theirs up and down, and light the candle that way. Don't try to bend your candle sideways to light your neighbor's candle. Are we all on the same page with that? All right, that sounds great to me. Let's, uh, could my candle lighters come forward, and uh, let's sing.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. You can extinguish your candles and go in peace.